Welcome to the Good Old Days of Radio Show. Today is going to be our salute to fathers for Father's Day. I know Father's Day isn't until Sunday, so we're a little early, but we have our monster show on Thursday. I don't think we want to portray uh, fathers as monsters, so we probably won't mention it then. But <laughs> we will do a, uh, a Thursday show, and then Sunday, this coming Sunday, will be Father's Day. So this is your Father's Day tribute to fathers out there. Uh, this is a program called The Life of Riley. Not particularly well remembered in the annals of old radio, but not completely ignored either. It did was on for quite a while. Life of Riley was originally written by a fellow named Irving Brecker. He was at the time writing uh, the Marx Brothers film Go West and decided that he was going to create a radio show for Groucho and call it The Life of Riley, where he would do a sitcom instead of his normal uh, patter and rapid-fire humor, it would be showing a different light on him as a sitcom. Now, they did record an audition, which is lost. No one seems to know where that went, even though they made multiple copies of it and sent it around and tried to sell it. It failed to sell uh, with uh, Groucho as Chester A. Riley, and Irving Brecker just sort of put it on the shelf for a little while, and a few years later, he decided to try again didn't cast Groucho this time. He cast William Bendix, who was a, uh, a kind of a, well, I don't say a B-movie star at the time, but he did uh, a bunch of those type of films, and he, he was suited to the role, so it worked. Uh, they also developed a character on the show called Digger Odell, who's probably the most famous these days, the most well-remembered character on the show. Digger Odell was the friendly undertaker, and they did all kinds of death jokes and undertaker jokes, and actually those, to me, are the best parts of the program. In any case, this one was their Father's Day show from June 15th, 1946, which, uh, since this is June 14th, it's pretty close to the anniversary of when this aired. June 15th, 1946, and it's all about a suit for Father's Day. Teal for a beautiful smile, the life of Riley for laughs. Teal, T-E-E-L, Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it, T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. And just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley, in the life of Riley. Well, Father's Day will be here any minute. The day on which Chester A. Riley, like millions of other fathers, finally comes into his own. At the moment, neither Riley nor his wife are at home, and his children, Babs and Junior, are cooking up a surprise that dear Daddy will never forget. Hello? Hello. Hello, Mendoza's clothing shop. Oh, Mr. Mendoza, this is Babs Riley. Yes? My brother and I have decided to buy that blue serge suit we picked out for my father. All right. Send your papa in and I'll alter the suit to fit him. Oh, no, we can't do that. It's a surprise for Father's Day. Uh, couldn't you alter it without him? Well, uh, has he got another suit? Oh, yes. All right, bring that suit over and I'll get his measurements from that. Oh, thanks, Mr. Mendoza. I'll be right over. 
Well, what did Taylor say? We'll take him one of Dad's suits so he can get the exact measurements for the alteration. Oh, that's a great gag. Come on, his old blue suit's here in the hall closet. Oh, here it is on this hanger. I'll run it down to the tailor and get back before Daddy gets home. Oh, boy, won't Poppy knocked over when we hand him a new suit? Oh, yeah, especially when he finds out we saved up for it out of our allowance. He'll be just crazy about it. Yeah, maybe he'll be crazy enough to raise our allowance. Hiya, Dumplin'. The Lord Monster is home. Hello, dear. Riley. Hi, what's the matter? Look at you. Riley, you were in a fight. Yeah, yeah, with that bus driver again. He passed my stop and then he refused to back up four blocks to let me off. Oh, well. Hang your coat up in the hall closet. I'll fix it later. Okay. I can't give you anything but love. Hey, that's funny. Uh, Peg. Peg, did, did you see my blue suit? It's hanging in the hall closet. No, 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 it ain't. There's only the pants here. The coat and vest are gone. Well, they must be someplace. Look in the other closets. Why are my clothes always being shoved around? We got a house with five closets. There's at least a hundred hangers in them. And I haven't even got a nail I can call my own. <laughs> no wonder married men leave home. Now, Riley, I don't like that kind of talk. Oh, Dumplin', I'm only kidding. <laughs> Why, if I ever left home, I'd take you and the kids with me. <laughs> I'm gonna look for that coat and vest. I got an important business meeting at my lodge tonight, and I love to wear that suit when I shoot pool. Well, here's my father's suit, Mr. Mendoza. Fine. Give it, uh, where's the pants? Well, they're in the hangar. No, no, all you got here is the coat and vest. Oh, gosh, the pants must have been on a separate hanger. Yes, well, I'll measure the coat and vest right now, and you can take them home and uh, bring me the pants. Uh, all right. Okay, write down what I say. Okay. Sleeves, 32 and a half. Shoulders, Hey, Babs, Pop's home. Get out of that closet. But I forgot Daddy's pants. Gee, didn't the tailor get the measurements yet? Only the coat and vest. I put them back. Now I have to bring these pants listen, over to him. That's this fact, so let's face it. Here comes Pop. Let's beat it. Come on. Come on, Ed. Don't slam the door. I looked high, low, and medium, and I tell you, the coat and vest is gone. Oh, that's ridiculous. Where could they go to? I don't know, but that was a high-class suit, and I'm sure the coat and vest didn't walk out of the house without the pants. <laughs> then where are they? I know. I should have thought of it before. A burglar. A burglar? Yeah. Well, then why didn't he take the pants? Maybe he's got pants. <laughs> it must have been a burglar. I'm phoning the police. Now, wait, Roddy. You can't be sure. Of course I'm sure. This ain't just guesswork. This is real circumstantial evidence. Police headquarters. Hello, police. This is Chester A. Riley, 1313 Blueview Terrace. I've been robbed. Who did it? Well, now, that's a coincidence. I was... <laughs> I was just going to ask you that. Uh, any clothes, Mr. Riley? Plenty. Look for a burglar with a coat and vest and no pants. What? The crook took a coat and vest, but he left his pants. I, I, I mean my pants. It's a blue suit. All I got left is my pants. Uh, all right, we'll look into it. Uh, thanks, officer. 
What did the police say? They're going to look into my pants. <laughs> Riley, I, I'm sure that coat and vest are around here someplace. Peg, be reasonable. We looked everywhere, didn't we? Yes, but... Uh... Are you sure they're not in the hall closet? Now, listen, Peg, I know what a coat and vest looks like, and when I say they ain't there, they ain't there. Here, see for yourself. I wish you'd believe me when I... Well, for heaven's sake, there's your coat and vest right in front of your eyes. I told you you made a mistake. Riley, what's the matter? You found your coat and vest. I know, but now the pants is missing. What are you doing? I'm phoning the police again. I love them pants. Them pants was always close to my heart. Hello, police headquarters. Hello, police. Listen, this is Riley. Riley? Yeah, remember I phoned you to pick up a burglar with a coat and vest but no pants? Yeah, what now? Well, drop my coat and vest and pick up my pants. Well, here's my father's pants, Mr. Mendoza. Say, Babs, the funniest thing happened. Remember you wrote down the measurements of the coat and vest? Yes, on a blotter. Well, my little boy was doing his homework here, and he spilled ink all over the blotter. What? Yeah, now I can't read the measurements. Oh. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I can remember them. Oh, good. Well? Um, I think the sleeve length was, uh, 59 inches. 59? Well, doesn't that sound right? Oh, no, no. With arms that long, your papa wouldn't need a suit. He'd, uh, he'd have a coat of natural fur. Well, I'd better phone my brother and he'll bring the coat and vest over. Well, couldn't you just, uh, bring your father over here? And spoil a surprise? Oh, it's much more fun for Daddy this way. Hello, Junior. Listen. Something is fishy here. Now, let me see. First, I come home from work. I go over to the hall closet here. Then I open the door, and I... Now the whole suit is missing. That burglar must have been hiding here all the time. I don't mind a guy stealing, but let him steal out in the open like an honest man. Police headquarters. Listen, this is Riley. Remember I told you to look for a burglar with a coat and vest but no pants? Yes, but... And then I told you to look for a burglar with pants but no coat and vest? That's right. Well, never mind looking for a burglar with pants but no coat and vest. And don't look for a burglar with a coat and vest but no pants. Just look for a burglar with a coat, vest, and pants. Are you... Are you following me, officer? No, but I think maybe we should. Babs. Babs, here's Pop's pants. I ran all the way. Well, that's fine, Junior. But we gotta get the whole suit pack right away. I just remember that it's Pop's lodge meeting night, and he always wears this suit. Oh, jeepers. The tailor just went out on a delivery. He can't take the measurements till he gets back. We can't wait. We'll get the measurements some other way. Come on, we gotta get this suit back in the closet. Oh. 
Riley. Oh, hello, Waldo. How's my little neighbor? Oh, my aching back. <laughs> Your wife again, Waldo? Yes, Mr. Riley. My dear spouse is planning her vacation, and she asked me where I thought she should go. So I told her. <laughs> Waldo, you didn't. Yes, I did. I suggested that she go to the Thousand Islands and spend a month on each island. Oh, boy, I bet she was mad. Oh, you should have heard her yell. But one of these fine days, I'll shut that big mouth of hers. How? I'll put alum in her lipstick. Yeah, well, I've got troubles, too, Waldo. Still no sign of the missing suit? Well, how did you know about that, Waldo? Well, oh, I just happened to be passing your keyhole, and I heard you talking to the police. Oh, then you know all about it, huh? Oh, yes. First you saw the pants, but the coat and the vest were missing. Then you saw the coat and the vest, but the pants were missing. Now the whole suit's missing. Yeah, that's right, Waldo. What do you think I should do? Take a nice, long sea voyage. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. It's the truth. Believe me, Mr. Riley, this whole thing is just your imagination. No, it ain't. You know me for years. You know I'm a man without any imagination. <laughs> then you insist that the suit is really missing? For Pete's sake, Waldo, don't you start that. Come on into the house and you can look in the closet for yourself. Well, now, you don't have to drag me, Mr. Riley. I believe you. No, no, no. I want you to see with your own eyes that the suit is gone. Oh. After all, I'd be crazy to say the suit is missing if it wasn't. Yeah. Here, here's the closet. There, look. Now, what do you see? Your blue suit. You see, didn't I tell you? <laughs> it's back again. It's either back again or still here. If that suit is here, then where am I? <laughs> Waldo, it's happened. What happened? It's finally happened. After six years of riveting, it's finally got me. <laughs> I'm going for jerk. just brought you the first act of The Life of Riley, and we'll be back with Riley in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter. It can happen to you. Yes, daily brushing with toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives can cause gum-lined cavities. Don't risk it. Use safe, liquid teal. You see, out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. And when gums recede, parts of teeth are exposed which are 25 times softer than tooth enamel. Those softer parts are easily damaged by daily brushings with toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. So chances are 8 in 10, you are risking those ground-in cavities, unless the dentifrice you use contains no abrasives. Teal is the only leading dentifrice that contains no abrasives. Teal cleans teeth with a patented ingredient, protects teeth from ground-in gum-line cavities. The Teal Way takes one extra minute a week to make teeth look their best safely. Follow directions on the package. Ask for large family size teal and save money. T-E-E-L, teal. The refreshing liquid dentifrice. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Riley is beginning to fear that something is wrong with his mind because of a blue suit of his that keeps mysteriously disappearing and reappearing from the hall closet. 
Actually, of course, his children have been sneaking it down to the tailor in order to get Riley's measurements so they can surprise him on Father's Day with a new suit. Riley, are you looking in that closet again? That's six times since dinner. Yeah, well, I'm just checking up. I want to make sure my suit is still there. Of course it's there. And it's been there all day. But, Peg, I saw it when it wasn't there. I mean... Oh, I... see, you don't even know what you're talking about. No, I... Now go on and relax, dear, while I get supper ready. Yeah, okay. All I know is I must I be seeing I... things. Judy, we better do what we have to do. Oh, hello, kids. Uh, what are you two whispering about? Uh, whispering? Yeah. Uh, we weren't whispering, Pop. First I'm seeing things, now I'm hearing things. Uh, what, Daddy? Oh, nothing. I think I'll lie down here on the couch and relapse. Uh, come on out on the porch, Junior. Let Daddy rest. Hey, Babs, now what about the measurements? Well, we could take the suit to the tailor tomorrow when Daddy's at work. Yeah, but he might find out. Gosh, I wish it... Shh! Who's that coming up the walk? Oh, it's Mr. Odell, the undertaker. Greetings, children. Uh, <laughs> hello, Mr. Odell. What are you two youngsters up to? Well, uh, it's a secret. You won't tell Pop, will you? Of course not. As we say in my profession, mummy's the word. <laughs> well, we want to surprise Daddy with a new suit for Father's Day. Oh, how sweet. Down at Danoff's haberdashery, they have a lovely sports suit. Midnight black, with ebony black stripes. <laughs> Noisy, but natty. Yeah, well, well, we got one all picked out, but we gotta get Pop's measurements on the QT. You need his measurements? You've come to the right man. <laughs> oh, gee, could you get him? But don't let him catch on. Have no fear. I'll be subtle. Who's there? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Ah, <laughs> uh, come in, Digger. Hiya, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> oh, don't bother getting up. Just lie there. Ah, uh, you don't mind, Digger. Not at all. It makes me feel at home. <laughs> oh, well, okay, then I'll lie here, but uh, I'm going to keep on talking. <laughs> Tell me, what's new, Riley? Oh, nothing much, except that I ain't feeling so good, Digger. I I'm in pretty bad shape. Nonsense, Riley. You're good for a long while yet. But tell me, how tall are you? <laughs> oh, five foot eleven... Let's say an even six feet, just to be comfy. <laughs> now tell me... Hey, wait a minute, I'm getting up. Please, lie there, Riley, as a favor to me. Now the width, I'd say about 22 inches across the shoulders. Digger, cut it out. <laughs> Stop measuring me with your eyes. Well, if you insist. Then I'll use my tape measure. <laughs> now, if you'll please, fold your hands. Fold my... Oh, no, no, I won't. I, I'm getting up. Let me up, I tell you, you... Oh, very well. I've never run into this kind of resistance before. 
What's distressing you? Oh, Digger, I'm afraid I'm becoming a nervous wretch. <laughs> ah, yes. Some years ago, my nerves affected me, too. I became terribly absent-minded. Oh, was it bad? Ah, yes. The doctor advised that I bury myself in my work. <laughs> and one day, by accident, I did. <laughs> oh, I was mortified. Yeah, but what should I do, Digger? Well, first, go to a doctor. The doctor? Yeah, yeah, that's just what I'll do. And if your doctor can't help you, I'll straighten you out. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. So I'm taking Digger's advice, Waldo. Yeah. Right after breakfast, I'm, I'm going to see the doctor. Mr. Riley, you don't actually think there's something wrong in your head. No, I'm pretty sure there's nothing there. Oh. But I want the doctor to check me anyway. I got a test all figured out. You see this box? Yes. Why is it all sealed up with adhesive tape? Oh, well, that's part of the test. So that I'd know if anybody opened it. Last night, I put my blue suit in this box with my own hands. And then I sealed it. What are you driving at, Mr. Riley? I take this box to the doctor and tell him to open it. Yeah? If the suit's still in there, the doctor will say... Riley, you're nuts. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> but if the suit ain't there, he'll just say, Riley, you're nuts. Junior, I just looked in the closet. Daddy's suit isn't there. I know. See this box here with the adhesive tape? Yeah. I saw him put the suit in there last night. Oh, I guess he's afraid of moths. <laughs> Uh, has he left for work yet? No, he, he's eating breakfast. Well, then come on. Let's sneak the suit over to the tailor. Oh, Pop's liable to see it's gone and get wise. I got a better idea. What? There's a box just like this one in Mom's closet. What's in it? Oh, a lot of old stuff of mine that Mom's been saving from when I was a baby. You know, rompers and rubber pants. <laughs> now, suppose we stick some adhesive tape on it, just like this one, yeah. then switch boxes. Pop will never know the difference. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Quick, let's do it now. Good morning, Doctor. Hello there, Riley. How are you feeling? I don't know. You tell me. Well, what's wrong? Look, Doc, when a guy sees things that ain't there and doesn't see things when they are there, does that mean he's crazy? Well, psychiatrists don't like to use the word crazy... It might mean that the individual is a victim of hallucinatory experiences, probably indicative of and, in fact, activated by an incipient psychoneurosis. I'd rather be crazy. Well, just what is the trouble, Riley? Well, y you see this box, Doc? Mm -hmm. Last night, I took off what I was wearing, and I put it in this box and sealed it up. Well, what about it? Well, I, I want you to open the box and see if it's still there. I don't see the point, Riley. Please, Doc, it's important. You... Well, all right, if you insist. Right. Now, you take a seat over there. Oh, all right. I'll Thank open you. the box. Now, let's see what we have. Great, Scott. Rubber panties. <laughs> What's the matter, Doc? Ain't it there? Um, Riley, uh, I'd like to ask you a few questions. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell me... 
Are you sure you wore these last night? <laughs> yeah, positive, Doctor. You see, this place where I went, there was ladies present. <laughs> and I wanted to go formal. Uh, Riley. Yeah? Do you often have a desire to dress up like that? No. No. no not too often. Not around the house. Only when I, only when I go out among people. <laughs> and I want to make, I want to make an impression. Yes, I see. Desire to make an impression, huh? Yeah, sure. Uh, of course, it's not a perfect fit. You see, since I first got it, I put on a little weight. <laughs> uh, Riley, what is your wife's reaction when you wear this garment? Oh, well, she thinks it's time I had a new one. <laughs> uh, on account of the seat is shiny. Riley, you're not a well man. I'm afraid you're suffering from what is known as infantile reversion. But that... Doc, I don't understand. I'm, I'm okay now as long as my blue suit's in the box. There's no suit in this box. Huh? Look. Holy smoke. Rubber panties. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. Mr. Riley, I'm afraid I'm going no. to have to send... No, no, Doc. It's a big mistake. My mind's okay. I, I'm normal. I, I can explain. You, you see... I put the blue suit in the box with my own hands, and I sealed it up, and nobody touched it, but somehow the blue suit got out of the box, and the rubber panties... The rubber... Okay, lock me up. <laughs> and then, Peg, the doctor gave me this here medicine and said that all I need is rest. But I'm going to go to another doctor who specializes in brains. I'm positive I need one. Oh, now, look here. There's nothing wrong with you. But, Peg, I was so sure that I put my suit in the box. How did it get out? You can't answer that. Yes, I can. There was a box in my closet just like yours, full of Junior's old baby clothes. And somehow the boxes must have gotten mixed up. No, no, it's my mind. I know, it must be, because I put the adhesive tape on the box with my own... I got the new suit. Oh, boy, all finished. Yes, and it's a beauty. Oh, where's Daddy? He's in the kitchen with Mom. Sounds like she's giving him a lecture about something. Well, do you think Daddy suspects anything? Nah, he never even missed his old suit. Oh, now let's hang it up here in the closet. That's a good idea. Hang the new suit right next to the old one. When he goes to get his pajamas in a little while, he'll get the surprise of his life. And that's all there is. To it, dear. Now take my word for it. You're perfectly normal. I am? Oh. <laughs> Gee, that's awful sweet of you. But Dumplin', how, how did I get mixed up like that? Oh, you probably went to the wrong closet and got the boxes mixed up. Yes, yeah, sure, that's it. <laughs> Can you beat that? Why, the whole thing is as plain as my face. I, I bet right now... <laughs> I bet the suit is in the closet right now. C come on, let's go see, just for the fun of it. Huh? Of course it's in the closet. Absolutely. If a thing is there, you see it. <laughs> and if it ain't there, you don't see it. Now, you see? <laughs> now I see two blue suits there. Two suits. They're multiplying like rabbits. Two suits, but... You see it too, Peg. You see, we're both crazy. Surprise! 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 
surprise. Pop, it's your new suit. We bought it for Father's Day. Oh, that's uh, right, Riley. It is Father's Day tomorrow. The new suit. Uh, but the old suit the, in, in the box with the baby clothes. A new suit? Old suit? Two suits? <laughs> Gee, Daddy, aren't you happy about your new suit? Oh, sure. Sure, kids, sure. I, I'm happy. I'm as happy as if I was in my right mind. Riley's will be back in half a minute. Safe liquid teal cleans teeth without abrasives, protects teeth from gum-lined cavities, cavities ground in by daily use of toothpastes and powders containing harsh abrasives. Ask for T-E-E-L, teal, the refreshing liquid dentifrice. Well, Dumplin', here I am. How do I look in my new suit? Yeah. My, you look lovely, dear. It's the nicest one you've ever had. Oh, yeah, it's nifty. Oh, gee, what wonderful kids we got. Uh, but the next time they want my measurements, I, I wish they'd ask me for them. <laughs> well, the whole mystery's been cleared up, so forget it. Oh, I already forgot about it. Oh, by the way, where's your old suit? I'm wearing it under this new one. <laughs> I ain't taking no more chances. Makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invite you to be their guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal, inviting you to listen again next week. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y Riley, and for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. It's a washing miracle for silks, nylons, woolens, dishes. What are you talking about? Dreft. I'll spell it. D-R-E-F-T. Dreft. Yes, ladies, and dreft spells faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. That's true. Take lingerie, for example. Why, dreft keeps my dainty underthings fresher and brighter than even expensive soap flakes. Right. You see, dreft is different from soap. Dreft's rich suds rinse clean and clear. They simply can't leave any sticky deposit the way all soaps do. No wonder Dreft keeps lingerie, stockings, new woolens, prettier and brighter far longer than any soap could ever do. With Dreft, there's no soap fading. Yes, and for washing dishes, Dreft is just unbelievable. Why, Dreft makes my dishes shine even without wiping. Every woman knows how dishes washed with soap dry with a greasy film unless you polish them. Well, my Dreft wash dishes drain dry, bright and sparkling. Even glasses sparkle without touching a towel to them. Yes, ladies. Decide now to open up this bright new world of beauty for your nice things, for your fine washables, for your dishes. So get Dreft in the bright green package. Dreft, Procter & Gamble's amazing suds discovery that gives you faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. That's D-R-E-F-T. Dreft. Next time you shop, get Dreft. Listen again next week, same time, when Teal for a Beautiful Smile brings you the life of Riley for laughs. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. T.
teal. I don't think they make teal anymore. Procter & Gamble's still around, but I don't think they make teal. Uh, well, maybe it didn't work after all that time. Or maybe they made something better. Who knows? Anyway, that is our Father's Day show. I mentioned earlier that um, the character of Chester A. Riley was originally written for Groucho Marx. Uh, in 1952, Bill Bendix and Groucho appeared in a film together called A Girl in Every Port. Not a particularly good movie, but they finally did appear together <laughs> in something. Uh, I think also Bendix was guest on Groucho's Blue Ribbon Town radio show in 1943-44, just about the time that Life of Riley launched. Anyway, that is it for the good old days of radio show for today. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and to all the families who celebrate with you. And we will be back on Thursday with uh, Monsters. Hopefully not fathers as monsters, but monsters. And then back next Tuesday with uh, more comedy, drama, or variety. Something like that. In any case, this is the good old days of radio show. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.